Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi, welcome to episode seven, toxins, specifically plastics. This will actually be um, episode two of three of a three episode kind of bit that I'm doing on toxins because there are just so many toxins and so much information about toxins that I needed to split them up into multiple episodes. And I thought that I was just going to be doing two episodes on toxins but plastics is a pretty lengthy topic as well as heavy metals. So they're both going to have their own episode. And then the episode next week will be other toxins, which will just include anything else that's toxic that I haven't already touched on or anything else that's toxic that's not a plastic or heavy metal. And before I start talking about plastics, there was Something that I left out of the heavy metal episode last week that I want to point out because I feel like it's significant. When I was talking about aluminum and different things that aluminum is in that we're unaware of, I forgot to mention baking soda and baking powder. Those contain aluminum. So when you buy those, you want to make sure that you get an aluminum-free baking powder or aluminum-free baking soda, especially if you bake a lot. Um, because you could be ingesting a lot more aluminum than you know. And think about going to a bakery even or somewhere else and you're buying a baked good that contains baking soda or baking powder. Odds are they don't use aluminum-free baking soda or baking powder. So be aware of how much baked goods you're eating from other places because that could be contributing to heavy metal buildup as well. All right, so let's switch gears now to plastics. So aside from heavy metals, there are other toxic things we consume all the time that we're unaware of. Um, And these things um, are heavy metals, as I discussed last week, and they're also plastics. Plastic is typically discussed a lot because of the impact that it has on our environment. But I think that it also needs a lot of attention in regards to the way it impacts our health and well-being. And it does get some attention for that specifically but not nearly as much as it does when it comes to the like environmental impact it's having but plastic is just as bad for human beings as it is for the environment we eat plastic we drink plastic we even inhale plastic and this is what makes it so hard to avoid because there are so many avenues that it's coming into our body and we do need to be aware of that because plastic can cause a lot of issues Plastics are found in pharmaceutical drugs. Plastic is what PVC pipes are made out of, and PVC pipes are used in a lot of different ways. Meats are wrapped in plastic. Fruit comes individually wrapped in plastic sometimes. The list is endless. It goes on and on. Plastic is a petroleum-based item that is a combination of different chemicals that are toxic to the human body. And all of those chemicals that to- that plastic is made out of is toxic, not just BPA, because now plastic's BPA-free because we know definitively that it causes harm. 
but the others cause harm as well, even though no one's coming out and saying like, yes, we've proven it enough that this causes, you know, X, Y, and Z, but all the other chemicals that's in it are just as harmful as BPA. While plastic is a big issue and it does cause harm, it's also very useful in many ways. And therefore, plastic's not going to go anywhere. It's not like we're going to completely eradicate plastic because there are things that we use that are made of plastic that are helpful. Typically, the plastic that is helpful is less toxic because it's a more durable plastic. And so therefore, it causes less of an issue. The plastics that are an issue and cause a lot of harm are the cheap, disposable, one-time-use plastic that can soak into our skin or leaks into our food or that we don't see in the air. Because the plastic that's really useful, that's hard and durable, is typically what our blenders are made out of, our juicers are made out of, or our food processors. A lot of kitchen items are made out of plastic, but they last a really long time. Therefore, they don't break down as easy. And you still want to be aware, though, with those plastics that you're not heating those plastics or putting hot foods in them because that will still get some of the toxins from that plastic into your food. But if you're using it for cold or room temperature things, it's definitely less of an issue. And the other thing about plastic is even if you think you do a good job at minimizing your plastic consumption from like an environmental standpoint, think about like plastic hair clips if you're a female or you might not buy leather shoes, but you're buying vegan leather shoes, which those are made from plastic. Also the plastic on our keyboards, on our computers. Plastic is literally everywhere. So even if you're minimizing your consumption, that's great, but it's still so unavoidable because it's it's on everything. And not only is plastic on everything, plastic is in our air. And no matter where you live, plastic is in our air. Everywhere in the United States, so every single state in the U.S., plastics are burned and then we breathe that in. We can't see the plastic in the air, but it's there. And then we wonder why so many more children are being born with asthma. Plastics, when they're in the air and we breathe it in, they coat the inside of our lungs, causing all sorts of breathing issues and even lung cancer over time. So that's something that, how do we avoid that? It's very, very hard. One way you can protect yourself from that is make sure that inside your home you have air filters to filter the air. Because even though you keep your windows closed and maybe your door closed, I mean, you still open and close your door a lot and and things from outside get inside. So air filters are very important for filtering out different toxins, including plastic. And this would especially be helpful and important if you do have a newborn baby at home or a young child at home um, to keep the air in their room extra clean for while they're sleeping at night. Because especially if they are an infant, um, you don't want them to develop breathing issues and get something like asthma if you can help avoid that. So now let's talk about eating and drinking plastic coming into our body that way. So think about this. When our saliva water, or any kind of oil 
including the oils on our hands and skin, touches plastic, each time those things come in contact with plastic, they take a little bit of plastic along with it. So this goes for drinking out of a plastic water bottle. Every time your saliva touches the opening of a plastic water bottle, each time you drink out of it, you're going to take some plastic with you. Water sitting in a plastic water bottle is taking plastic with it. So you drink that water, not only are you getting the plastic on the part you're drinking out of because it's coming to your saliva, but it's also in the water because it's been sitting in the plastic water bottle. Have you ever drank water out of like a glass water bottle or your hydro flask super regularly and then one time you go to drink water out of a plastic water bottle? Can you taste the taste difference? Can you tell that there's a difference? If you were blindfolded, would you know which one came out of the plastic water bottle if they were poured in a glass? Because I know for me, I can tell the difference. I don't drink out of plastic water bottles. Rarely, rarely do I. And when I do drink out of one, I can taste the difference. And part of that might be because I'm drinking it directly out of the plastic. But sometimes even if I pour it from the plastic water bottle into my hydro flask, I can still tell it tastes different than the water I'm usually drinking. Um, and it does give it a funny taste if you pay attention. I mean, maybe you can't taste it, but it has a weird taste. So one thing you could do is, like I just said that I do, is you could pour the water from a plastic water bottle into your hydro flask. That will at least minimize you getting double toxins from not only the water, but drinking it from the plastic. Um, but if you can help it, just don't drink water out of plastic water bottles because you also don't know where that water has been sitting. Has it been sitting out in the sun forever, waiting to be put on a shelf? I mean, we don't know. And if it's sitting in the sun, it's getting warm and getting heated, and then the water's getting even more toxic. Have you ever walked into a grocery store and outside, before you walk in, they have cases and cases of water just sitting in the hot sun? And every time I see that, I'm just like, all that water, all that water, and people are gonna buy it, and it's so toxic. So just be aware if you are going to buy plastic water bottles that it could be sitting out in the sun. So you're better off just having a really nice water filter to filter out heavy metals and plastics and stuff out of, out of the tap water or just try to buy bottled water that's in glass bottles. We absorb plastic in other ways as well, not just water bottles. We sit outside on plastic chairs or we go to the beach and sit on a plastic beach chair in the hot sun with sunscreen on our skin. And the chemical reaction of the oils from the sunscreen and the oils from our own skin allow the plastic chemicals to be soaked up by our skin that much easier. And that still gets into our bloodstream in our system. Even tents, when you go camping, tents are made of nylon, polyester, and other forms of plastic that you'll be breathing in when you're sleeping in the tent. And even if you touch the material of the tent, you're going to be absorbing that plastic chemicals from that. Also, touching our plastic debit and credit cards, we absorb chemicals from those. And those are, you know, thin plastics that aren't meant to be used very long, so they're not made of married very good easily absorbed into the skin receipts that we get at stores are coated in bpa and 
you know, the excuses, well, we're not consuming it, so it's not toxic. But when you hold that receipt, you are absorbing the BPA through your fingers. Even food oils like olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, those, when they come into contact with plastic, they start breaking down the plastic and will absorb the chemicals of the plastic. So have you ever packed yourself a salad to work or to take with you on the go and you pack it in a plastic container because you're like, oh, well, it's not hot, so I'll just have my salad in a plastic container. It's fine. And then you pour your salad dressing on your salad in the container and, you know, you'll shake it up later or whatever. As that oil sits in that plastic container for however many hours until you eat it, it's pulling the chemicals from the plastic in the container. Same with like a Ziploc bag. If you prep vegetables to cook and you want to soak them in olive oil, but it's in a plastic Ziploc bag, that oil is absorbing all the chemicals from the plastic and that's going to get on your food and then you're going to eat it. So these are things to think about that you may not have ever realized that you're doing that's putting plastic into your body. Um, I mean, for me, I just had an epiphany the other day. I keep three glass jars on my kitchen counter with different snacks in them. So I have like dates in one, dried banana chips in another, and then in the little one, I keep um, some nuts. And I don't eat that many nuts because they are a fat. And when you have an autoimmune disorder or gut issues or Lyme's disease, too many fats aren't good because it will feed viruses and things like that. But a little handful in a day is fine. So I keep that on my counter. And I wanted to take them out temporarily so I could put these cute little St. Patrick's Day marshmallows my mom got me in that jar. And so I was pouring them in a Ziploc bag just to put them away for a while till I put them back. And I realized that, oh, I'm putting these in a plastic bag and nuts give off an oil. They do, raw nuts, it's just natural. And now they're going to be sitting in a plastic bag for a few weeks and they're going to absorb that plastic. And next time I eat them, they're going to be all, you know, contaminated with plastic. So I caught myself and I put them in a glass bowl and just covered the bowl. And so it's things like that. We just, we don't think about it. And think about nut butters. If you eat nut butter... Does your nut butter come in a glass jar or a plastic jar? If it comes in a plastic jar, that nut butter is contaminated with all the chemicals of the plastic. So you want to make sure your nut butter comes in a glass jar. That will be much safer. So all these little things that you do all the time and you just don't realize that it's toxic to you. When the plastics we consume or take with us, when they enter our body, It's very difficult for them to leave our body. And typically, it's difficult for them to leave our body because most of us don't eat in a way that allows our body to detox toxins, to detox things like heavy metals and plastics. So as if you didn't need another reason to eat healthy, this is one. When you eat healthy and you're eating whole foods like fruits and vegetables, a lot of them naturally promote our body to detox toxic buildup that's inside of us and you really want to put some emphasis on detoxing toxins because if you don't and especially plastic it'll end up in all of the organs of our body heavy metals like i said tend to accumulate in the lower organs because they do sink granted like mercury and stuff does get to our brain same with aluminum 
but plastic can be everywhere. So you do really want to take extra care and detox plastic. Plastic will, out of all the organs, it will really impact the liver. Our livers, they'll get sluggish over time from eating high fat, high sugar, high processed diets. And especially too, if you have a diet that contains high amounts of alcohol, as time goes on, our livers won't function as efficiently. And when they're not functioning as efficiently because of poor dietary choices, and then they're on top of that bombarded with toxins like plastics or heavy metals, our liver can only handle so much and it won't be able to hold on to all those toxins, um, which that's what our liver does. It holds on to toxins so that they don't end up in our bloodstream and go to other parts of our body. So it hangs on to the toxins to protect us and then in hopes to flush them out so that they pass when we urinate or have a bowel movement. But when there's so much toxins, it just hangs on to them because it's afraid of them entering other parts of our body. And then eventually, though, it can't hold on to any more toxins. And then they will start kind of sneaking through the cracks and get into our bloodstreams and other areas of our body and eventually cause a lot of harm. And when toxins, especially plastics specifically, do get into our bloodstream, they start causing perfectly healthy cells to mutate. And these new mutated cells, they have plastic in them now, causing them to not function like a normal healthy cell anymore because there's something inside of it hindering its normal function. It's also important to note that plastics are hormone disruptors. So if you have a lot of plastic in your body, it disrupts your natural hormone production, which this can cause... Um, damage mostly for women it'll cause damage in men you guys might not feel immediate effects it might be something you feel later on but women will feel it pretty immediately because we have monthly menstrual cycles and when plastics start messing with our hormone production our cycles will reflect that maybe with super painful periods or pcos or cysts on our ovaries well that's pcos um or endometriosis or just you know, worse PMS symptoms than we're used to. Plastic can contribute to all of that. Plastic is also very detrimental to adolescent teens who are entering puberty. And at that stage, your hormones are changing naturally. I mean, that's what happens at that stage. And they're already, you know, changing, adapting to help their bodies mature especially women, young girls whose body are changing and you're going to get your first menstrual cycle, plastics can really mess that stage up and can impact your first menstrual cycle, whether it's getting it early or just making it really painful. And when you are an adolescent, the last thing that you want is to get your period too soon um, the average age of like a first menstrual cycle is like 11 or 12. And you really don't want to have it before then because that puts you at risk for a lot of other um, issues related to the reproductive or organs later in life. Um, so having a first period too soon is problematic. And, you know, you have 
plastics playing a role in that. And then also the fact that most people in the United States aren't eating very healthy and it has a huge impact on kids, especially at that age. And it's more problematic for girls because then if you're not eating healthy and you're eating highly processed foods, then you're typically, you know, a little overweight. And when your body fat percentage is too high, it triggers you to get your period even earlier. So to have, you know, that playing a role. And then when you add plastics to the mix, it's really hard for young girls. And and it's like, it's already such a tough time. And why make it harder with toxins in their body? So if you can try to help minimize how much toxins your kids are exposed to, it really will help them down the road. Now I'm gonna go over a list of some other toxins that contain either plastics or heavy metals. And in the next episode next week, I'll discuss other sources of toxins, specifically food-related toxins. Um, But this list is just toxins that contain either plastic or heavy metals that we um, breathe in or are exposed to just so that you know that these are something you would maybe want to minimize the contact you have. And then I will at the end go through a list of foods that are really good at helping the body to cleanse and detox. Other toxins. So breathing in conventional makeup products, breathing in conventional hair dyes, perfumes, colognes, conventional air fresheners. A lot of those contain many toxins, not just heavy metals and plastics. Aerosols, hairspray, plug-in air fresheners, nail chemicals, so nail polish, nail polish remover, nail glue, dry cleaning chemicals, diesel fuel, engine oil, gasoline, gas grills and gas stoves. Breathing in that gas contains heavy metals paint, carpet cleaning chemicals, and then dryer sheets. Dryer sheets are toxic. Um, I know seventh generation makes dryer sheets that contain um, less chemicals, if not no chemicals, but they still might not be perfect. But I know they're significantly better than other brands that you can get of dryer sheets. So now I'm going to talk about cleansing foods. So if you really want to focus on detoxing toxins from your body, these would be the things to focus on having a lot of. I mentioned some in the heavy metal episode. Those are mostly foods that were specific to helping bind to heavy metals in the body and flushing them out. These are um, not just those foods, but other ones that are helpful at cleansing. Um, but these ones don't help as much with heavy metals, but help with other things. So there's celery juice, which I did mention in the heavy metal one. That is like the best detoxing thing you could do is drink a 16 ounce glass of celery juice every morning on an empty stomach. Um, and again, the juice has to be less than 24 hours old when you drink it. A glass of lemon water, specifically a 16-ounce glass of water with half a lemon squeezed into it first thing in the morning, that's super cleansing and detoxing. If you chose to do lemon water and celery juice, that's amazing. You would do the, uh, the lemon water first when you first wake up, and then you would wait 15 to 30 minutes 
and then have your 16 ounce glass of celery juice. And then after that, you would wait 15 to 30 minutes until you have anything else after the celery juice. Next, fresh squeezed orange juice is very cleansing and detoxing. Oranges are really good for our lung health. So um, that's a bonus. Um, Something to note about fresh squeezed orange juice is if you're going to be drinking it for cleansing and detoxing benefits, you need to drink it within 30 minutes of juicing the oranges to get the most out of it. Um, If you're just drinking it because it sounds good and you want the vitamin C, um, you can juice it and drink it later. Um, But again, with all fresh juices, the longer you wait to drink it, the less potent they are. And you're not going to be getting as many of the vitamins and minerals as you could as if you juiced it and drank it pretty soon after juicing it. So again, with orange juice, you need to drink within 30 minutes of juicing the oranges. Watermelon juice is very hydrating and also very cleansing. Other melons have the same effect. So if you wanted to have cantaloupe juice or honeydew melon juice, those would be just as good as well. Cucumbers, as well as cucumber juice, is very cleansing and detoxing. Cucumber and apple juice together, this combo is really effective at gently cleansing your body. And really, when you're cleansing your body of toxins, gentle is better. If you do, if you try to do any sort of radical cleansing, it's going to have the opposite effect because your body's going to work so hard to not release those toxins because it doesn't want you to have too many toxins floating around. So the best way to detox and cleanse is to gently let your body flush it out little by little, not all at once. So cucumber and apple juice is great for that. Um, and the co- the ratio on that, it would be one cucumber and three apples. So you would juice one cucumber and juice three apples in one glass. And that would be something great to drink. Hibiscus tea is great for cleansing. It's also really great for the health of your liver. Lemon balm tea is great for cleansing and it's also calming to the liver. And lemon balm tea also kills off viruses. So if you're fighting a virus or something, that would be a great thing to drink. Chaga tea, which is a healing mushroom. This is very cleansing and has a lot of other healing properties. You can add raw honey to this and it increases its healing properties. Pattaya is also great for cleansing the liver of toxins. So you can add that to smoothies or have like a fruit bowl with pattaya or something. Um, And then all the foods that I mentioned in the last episode are also great for cleansing um, heavy metals and cleansing in general, which to refresh your memory, those included celery juice, which I did already mention, wild blueberries, not regular blueberries regular blueberries are healthy and good for you but wild blueberries contain the detoxing element that regular blueberries don't have atlantic dual flakes are very cleansing that's a type of seaweed garlic parsley cilantro sage red blossom tea and plantain leaf tea so that wraps up everything about plastics and the foods that help cleanse and detox plastic from the body. And stay tuned next week when I wrap up talking about toxins and address other hidden things that are toxic to us. 